Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 70 of Dill and Al Talk NFL. It is 824. It is my co-host's 20th birthday. It's Happy Kobe birthday, day. Alex. It is also Kobe Day. Kobe's birthday was yesterday. We would have turned 43 as uh, we are. This is going to be coming up in next January, what, two years? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so which is going to be crazy. But obviously this isn't an NBA podcast or we could probably sit here and talk for hours about one of the greatest NBA players of all time. But oh, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, extend that. A lot more games in the NBA, mm-hmm. a lot more, you mm-hmm. know. A wider range of footage to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday while I was thinking about it on air. I know I've said it a couple times to you already via text and then when we met up this afternoon. But yeah. uh, as I mentioned, what I was going to get into before I said happy birthday is it's 824, August 24th, Tuesday. We're 16 days away from the 2021 NFL season kicking off. Feel real. It doesn't. We've gotten two weeks of preseason football under our belts. I really didn't watch. I think I watched maybe one game this week. I watched a little bit of the Pats and the Eagles on Thursday night. I didn't turn any live, but I watched mostly highlights. You watched most of the highlights like you did last week. But like I said, we're two weeks the into the books. The Jets and yeah, the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a it was an alright game. Uh, Zach Wilson balled out in that game. Uh, we will always as always we'll have our uh, preseason slash training camps news and notes to kick it off. Then moving into our AFC and NFC divisional pr- uh, predictions. As we are getting closer and closer to the season, that means we're getting closer and closer to you guys finding out who our Super Bowl is gonna be. Uh, instead of a guest segment today, we will be doing a little bit of a breakdown of the Madden 22 ratings as Madden did come out to the public on Friday. Uh, I've heard it's it's not good. I don't know what your reactions to it. I know I'm not going to buy it. I've heard from friends that, that gonna they're not going to waste – don't waste the $60 on it. Get the EA Play that is like $5 a month. You get a 10-hour free trial, I believe. Yep. So instead of wasting $70, you could basically play 5 bucks to, to test it out. Yeah. So we'll get into the ratings. There were some. Uh, there's five members of the 99 Club. We'll get into a little bit more of that later on. And then we close it out with Hard Knocks Episode 2 Review. Uh, we watched it over the weekend. And as we get ready for Episode 3 tonight, we will definitely break down Episode 2 to get you ready for Episode 3 tonight if you're going to watch it live. But without further ado, do you want to kick us off? What were the most important, not important things, but the most exciting things that you saw in Week 2 of the preseason? Um, first thing is uh i heard something about cam newton can't come back till like thursday to their facility mm-hmm. yeah yeah some uh, a little bit of a mix of or a mix up in the covid rules yeah. slash protocols i think is what it was because he's already had covid and now, that, this was like a real first thing of like um we hadn't heard much about the testing this season like mm-hmm. when, when you previewed the first hard knocks you're like what's going to be on the yeah test? i haven't seen a minute of it hopkins say he'll retire if he has to get the thing but this was the first time we saw the conflict in the testing. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, I mean, have Cam Newton look? Do you think he's going to be the starter? Mac Jones has been Mac high. Jones looked good, though. Cam threw a touchdown. I believe he went 8 for 11 for 100-plus yards and a touchdown. But Mac Jones, 13 and 19, 146 yards versus the Eagles on Thursday night. Um, they did. They, they got I, shut out. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a stomach bug, I guess, Three last five. second. He ended up going to the hospital as a precaution. I don't know if this was Nick Sirianni just not wanting his starters to play. Ertz didn't play. Devontae Smith got a little bit of action, but Devontae Smith is a rookie after all. But Hurts was a last-minute scratch, and it showed that Jalen Hurts wasn't on the field. I know it's a preseason game, so it doesn't well, really matter. But awful. Yeah, they, they didn't score. It was 35 to nothing. Yeah, I mean, I thought at that moment the Giants are a better team. Eagles are going to be last place. That's That was my first thought. Looking at that team – the defense played horrible. I know the offense wasn't having any starters, and I know it's preseason, but Eagles are in trouble. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, some just some notes about uh, contract extensions and injuries and whatnot. Carolina just agreed uh, with Robbie Anderson on a two-year, $29.5 million extension. That's a, good one. That's a good deal. Hopefully Sam Darnold's favorite target will be sticking around Carolina for a little bit yeah. as hopefully they can begin starting hopefully this year with a little bit of a rebuild and maybe to hit into that peak in another couple of years or so. Uh, Jets pass rusher Carl Lawson out the season of the leg injury. That was a little hard to watch during training camp. I know the Jets defense is already depleted enough, and for them to want, lose one of their best players on the defense really before the game. season even starts it is quite a quite a blow to that Jets team that's also, like Carolina, trying to rebuild. But uh, let's get a little bit more. Oh, one more thing before we get more into the preseason talk. Uh, Travis Etienne in that Monday night game last night did suffer a foot injury. He was carted off the field late in the first half. More tests will be done today and possibly tomorrow to see his status. Obviously, it would it would be a big blow. Obviously, any injury that you suffer yeah. to a starter in the preseason or training camp is a big blow. But they do still have James Robinson. So if ETN is a if he unfortunately misses two to three, four, five weeks, whatever yeah. the number may be, they'll have a safety net in James Robinson who it's had a thousand yard season. Him, I mean, mm-hmm. You know, entering his rookie year, you don't want to start off like that. Yeah. But uh, getting a little bit more into the uh, preseason aspects, let's kick it off with that Monday night game. Jags and New Orleans. I believe New Orleans ended up winning that game. Jameis Winston had an amazing, amazing first quarter. We were talking before this. I mean, Lasik's La- uh, well. Maybe everybody in the NFL quarterback-wise that is, you know, maybe maybe Nathan Peterman Dang. should get – LASIK surgery Maybe next. He wouldn't, throw he wouldn't throw five interceptions and a half like he did uh, for the Bills against the Raiders a couple years ago. But Jameis Winston off that 30-30 season in his last full season starting in the NFL in 2019 with the Bucs, he's probably going to be the starter, I would say, especially after this game last night against Jacksonville over Taysom Hill. Nine for 10, 123 yards, and two touchdowns, both to Marquez Callaway, who is going to be a sleeper, I think, in fantasy football this year. With the preseason that he's having right now, it's basically Michael Thomas and everybody else. And I think Callaway can step up and possibly do that two or three without Emmanuel Sanders, obviously, this year. And they really haven't had a big – obviously, yeah, he's with uh, Josh Allen now, and then Jared Cook's out in L.A. with Herbert. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Trevor Lawrence, number one pick last night, um, 14 for 23, 113 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Pretty good game for him. Um, more into the rookies. Um, Trey Lance on Saturday night – or Sunday night against the Chargers, 8 of 14, 102 yards, two touchdowns. So he had another good game, but the accuracy is just what is hampering me right now. He went, what was it, 5 for 14 against the Chiefs last week and then to go 8 for 14 this week. Yeah, he brought it past the 50% threshold, but you see some of these guys in the NFL, they're throwing 60, 65, even up near 70% of their passes are getting completed. And you're just doing some average numbers here. I don't think your uh, rookie quarterback right now is over sixty percent. Yeah, granted he's only granted he's only thrown twenty eight balls or twenty nine balls in two preseason games, but this definitely shows that Garoppolo is going to be the week one starter against the Lions. Uh, Justin Fields nine of 19, 80 yards passing, forty six rushing yards, did not score against the Bills as he got two touchdowns last week and got absolutely annihilated. We were hanging out together on Saturday afternoon into yeah. Saturday night, and I um, it was just as it happened, and I turned to you. I just gave you a little elbow, and I, well, I gave you my phone, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. He got annihilated. I don't know how he was able to get – helmet came get, off and everything. Uh, I believe as a precaution, yeah, he did. But still, very scary moment. A lot of hearts and mouths for Bears fans yeah. as they really haven't had the uh, luck when it comes to a quarterback position, obviously, with guys like Jay Cutler. Yeah. 
and recently Grossman Rex Grossman before that, and most recently, uh, actually, who was the starter for the Bills in that preseason game on Saturday? Mitchell Trubisky, the MVP. Yes, the Nickelodeon MVP award. That it seems like we flame him about at least once a month. But twenty for twenty-eight and two hundred twenty yards, starting for Josh Allen on Saturday. If Josh Allen and I don't want to say anything about it, yeah. not this. This is a wood board underneath here, so I'm going to knock on this wood right here. Knock on wood that Josh Allen doesn't get hurt this year, but for unfortunate circumstances, if he does, maybe the Bills wouldn't miss a big as big of a beat as we think they would have, you know, before yeah. the season. Watching Trubisky play pretty good in these last two preseason games. If the Bills too, if Trubisky was the starter for the Bills, obviously he's not. And he does great because he has in these preseason games. Mm-hmm. Does that then reflect that maybe the Bears were the actual problem? Possibly. Now, granted, I think you and I could go into that gunslinging Bills offense and probably put up 20 touchdowns, Cole I think. Beasley, Cole Beasley, Diggs. Yeah. Gabe Davis is going to have a great season this year. Yeah, Dawson Knox, of Singletary, Zach Moss. Uh, Dawson Knox is probably one of the most underrated tight ends, I think, in the league right now. Yeah. But and with that thriving offensive line, I think you and I could go out there and get 15, 20 touchdowns with that offense. Yards. Yeah, 300 yards a game maybe. You know. the worst team in the league. Yeah, for sure. But And then uh, we've talked about all the rookie quarterbacks, but I did forget one, Zach Wilson, 9 for 11, 128 yards and two touchdowns on Saturday night against the Packers. He had a bad game against – or not a bad game. He had an okay game against the Giants in week one. Like but this was definitely, I think, a better game from Zach Wilson. Granted, Packers defense – not the greatest, yeah. but it is preseason after all. I do have a uh, graphic that I found this morning pulled up from Pro, uh, Pro Football Focus. I get a lot of their stats and s- my stats and stuff from them. Uh, just to the first two weeks, all five first-round quarterbacks, I have all their grades, PFF grades. Uh-huh. Mac Jones leads the way with a 92.4. Zach Wilson, surprisingly, over Justin Fields in second with 85.7. Uh, Fields out uh, marks Lawrence by a couple points. Uh, Fields with 65.3. Lawrence with uh, 63.4, and then Trey Lance in last place with a 50.5, mainly due to his accuracy. He has thrown four touchdowns Very in the preseason. When, but when he hits? When he hits, he hits. I mean, he had that 80-yard touchdown yeah, in week one. Passing, uh, this last game I was watching, dotted a guy on the sideline for, I mean, a big game, maybe 50, 60 yards. Mm-hmm. But it's like when he, when he hits those, it's great. When Definitely. he can't hit the small throw or he can't, you know. You, it's not all about the deep balls in the NFL. And that's all he really throws also, though, I wanted to mention, you know, I watched some of the Jordan Love play mm-hmm. um, just from these last two weeks. And, I mean, I, I'm i not saying he's going to be the future from the Packers, but he wasn't as bad as I thought he'd be. And he's on pace kind of with some of the rookies from this year. So I feel like if Jordan Love gets a chance, I don't know if it's going to be in Green Bay. Rodgers is there for now. They could end up, I mean, think back to when Garoppolo got traded. It's because, you know, they had a veteran guy. They trade away the young guy that they initially wanted to build with. That was some of the organization stuff. But if Jordan Love goes somewhere else, we could see Jordan Love starting in the next year. Or he could be the future of the Packers. And don't count him out because I I don't know about the Jets game, but in that first game I thought, okay, he's not as bad as I thought. Because I was was having him as like a horrible quarterback right what I saw changed my mind as, okay, maybe the Lions could be in trouble come Jordan Love. He's learning behind Aaron Rodgers. You take a look at, you know, the, the hierarchy of Favre to Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Do you think Love has the potential? Heck no. Not at all? No, nope, not even near Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers had some promise. 
Aaron Rodgers had some promise coming in to the Packers organization. I'm obviously Brett Favre is a top 10 quarterback in this, in this league historical wise, but I don't see Aaron Rodgers being able to do what he did, what Favre did with him to, to Jordan Love. I, I don't think the Packers are the right organization for Love. No, I, I agree. What I saw in Love in those games, though, was the, the new innovative quarterback, like you're saying, some of these rookie guys. Mm-hmm. Like like Justin Fields, for example, coming in, doing what he does well. He was quick in that first game, lightning quick on the ground in the pass game. They let him have, you know, a Justin Fields-type play. Mm-hmm. If Jordan Love can get in a system that believes in him, behind him, or if the Packers mold into that, I don't think he could ever be a Farber or a Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. But he could have the potential to be a top 15 quarterback. The, the, I saw him make that pass. It was like a 75-yard pass in, in, in the facility. Like, how many guys can go 75 yards? Not maybe, many. Maybe Mahomes. Not many. Not I, many. I don't see him being elite, but I would never say that Jordan Love doesn't deserve a shot in the NFL anymore mm-hmm. because I was saying, hey, this guy's a bench at best. Yeah. Uh, just a couple quick things here before we move on to our uh, divisional predictions, AFC and NFC divisional uh, round predictions. Did you know the Baltimore Ravens have won 18 straight preseason games? So, Dates back all the way to 2015. So in the past five years, they've only lost two. No, they've never. They haven't lost a preseason. They've won 18 straight preseason games, yeah. lead well, dating back to 2015. So, so there was no preseason in 2020. Yeah. They went undefeated in 16, 17, 18, 19. That's Twenty. Probably bummed out that the preseason doesn't count. Yeah, right. Exactly. But uh, another quick note here um, on the Dolphins and the Falcons game on Friday night. Tua went eleven of his first twelve for 12, 14 quick points that they scored against the Falcons. They ended up winning that game by twenty. But yeah, it's great that Tua went eleven first first twelve, but only two of them went ten yards. So they were all like four yard passes. Yeah. So we're gonna basically get it, yeah, slant god, you know, basic same same to us, same like Michael Thomas with two and you'd have a Super Bowl. Yeah, basically. But uh that's gonna wrap up our week two preseason news and notes slash training camp. We're gonna move on real quick here to our AFC and NFC divisional round predictions. Uh I'm gonna let you lead off with this one. We're gonna start with the AFC side of things. Who do you have in your first AFC divisional matchup predictions? AFC I've always been an NFC fan, obviously being a Lions guy, but the AFC, I've always felt like, is, at least for the portion of my life, has been the tougher side mm-hmm. of the road. Yeah, because, well, Tom Brady, after, uh, you know, 2020 was the first year that Tom Brady hadn't been in the AFC since, you know, obviously the year before he came in the league. Yeah. And, I mean, like you're saying, the competition with Manning, with Brady, was pretty much our whole child. Yep. So the AFC is really obviously – NFC is kind of coming on the rise with teams like, you know, the Bucks, the Rams, the Packers have been hot for a long time. Cardinals are a big improvement. But uh, AFC-wise, my four-seed Bills and my one-seed Titans. Titans got the bye. And it's because the Titans are stacked. Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill's improved tremendously since he's gotten, you mm-hmm. know, to Tennessee. And I think the Titans are going to take it, but the one thing I want to say about this is it's going to be a game. Yeah. Because you're going to have Josh Allen with Diggs, Beasley. We mentioned some of the underrated guys on that offense. Then their defenses. Both of these teams. The Titans just got Bud Dupree. They have other names in the secondary. They're, you know, they don't have Clowney anymore, but they've got some good pressure up front. Then you take a look at the Bills, and they have the second-best secondary in the league. Micah yeah. Hyde, Poyer, 
Tredavious White is, I mean, a top three, top four corner. I think that this team is the best we've seen from the Bills since, you know, they they made it to the, the four, Super Bowl. The four, four straight Super Bowl losses. And I think this is the best Titans team we may have seen ever. Mm-hmm. So this team, both these teams are great teams, and this is going to be, honestly, I think one of the best matches in the playoffs, if, if, if my prediction is correct and this does come I do see the Titans taking it narrowly, and it's only going to be because of Derrick Henry. Yep. Defenses are both pretty equivalent. They're, they're both on the better side of things. I'd, I'd say the Bills might have a little bit of the upper hand secondary-wise. Mm-hmm. Offensively, they both have stud receivers, two stud receivers, and then some depth. They've got quarterbacks who have, you know, are developing, you know, and I've seen have hit the best stage of their career. And then running back-wise, though, it goes Henry. And yeah. So it's going to tip the scales. That's going to be my Titans uh, move on to the AFC Championship. My three-seeded Browns and my two-seed Chiefs. The Browns are taking this in the upset. And I, I watch both Chiefs preseason games, like the, uh, the highlights. highlights. And honestly, before I thought the Chiefs were going to fall a little bit, I think they're going to be fine. I think the Chiefs are going to have – The only thing I'm worried about is that offensive line. It's 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 new. Mm-hmm. But the, the reason I'm not worried is because – they, uh, they drafted a guy in the sixth round who I just got hip to, a guy who was projected as a first-rounder who fell to the sixth because of something, and he's already been impressing. They got it. They I think they drafted the guy from Oklahoma. They got Creed Humphrey the center in the second round. The reason I'm not worried is just the depth. Mm. They have better depth than last year. And they, they were able to make it with the line last year. I, I do think they – are going to slip a little bit in terms of the not making the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But it's just they're, they're going to have a great year. It's the Chiefs. And uh, the Browns are going to get this upset, meaning, you know, my my three-seeded Browns visit my one-seed Titans in the AFC Championship. Wow. All right, I'm going to start off with my 6-2 matchup. I had the Browns beating the Bills and then uh, the Titans obviously beating, I believe it was the Steelers. Uh, so in this battle of running backs, it should be very good. I mean, obviously, it's Nick Chubb versus Derrick Henry, two of the top five running backs in the NFL. Uh, this magical run for the Cleveland Browns, unfortunately, is going to end on the road for a second year running. Obviously, it ended uh, via Patrick Mahomes slash Chad Henney in the Chiefs last season. Obviously, if you remember, Mahomes went out with a concussion in the Close third game. quarter. And Chad Henney led a miracle drive to end up uh, securing an AFC championship berth for the, Cle- or for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I got a 34-21 Titans. Tannehill, 325 yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry is going to get the other two on the ground. That Titan defense is going to eat Baker Mayfield alive. I'm thinking uh, five, six sacks. Baker's going to throw a couple interceptions. Uh, very good season for Baker and the Browns, but it's going to end poorly, obviously, as Tennessee is going to move on to the FC Championship game. Uh, in the 5-1 matchup, I have the Pats and the Chiefs. I have the Pats beating the Ravens, and obviously the Chiefs, Chiefs getting the buys. This should be a yawner, to be honest with you. The Patriots don't have enough to get – they barely had enough to get by the Ravens, I think, in my opinion. So MVP Mahomes is going to go absolutely insane. 400 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, I said it, five touchdowns. I think Mahomes is going to go absolutely insane in this game. Chiefs are going to roll 42-10. to 10. Cam Newton, unfortunately, does not have the same energy that he did in the wild card game as he is going to throw three interceptions and make the Chiefs defense um, – are going to make a huge step up from what they did in the Super Bowl in 2020. The past defense gets scorched and their season will end in the divisional round as this may be the last ride for Cam Newton as Mac Jones is set to take the team over in 2022. So my AFC championship game will be the Titans and the Chiefs. Uh, Before we get to our NFC divisional 
predictions. We will be right back after this quick break. All right, we're back here for our second segment of the day as we are going to continue with our AFC and NFC divisional round predictions uh, with the NFC. Uh, Alex, you want to lead off with your NFC divisional round predictions? Well, I I can tell you right now, I'm looking forward to the NFC side of things more just because of Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. and him being a uh, having a chance to make a Super Bowl. Which is something, you know, as a Lions fan, as much as we want to see the Lions throw the Super Bowl, they're not going anytime mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, no. <laughs> is Matthew Stafford, exactly. It's, it's going to be our one chance to maybe, you know, see a Lion in the Super Bowl. And I think this year is, it's a good year, but I think if the Rams sneak in maybe next year, they'll have a better chance. Yeah. That being said, I do have them beating the Packers in my first match. The three Rams and the two Packers. Stafford's finally going to best Rodgers, and it's going to be in the playoffs. It's about time. And it's going to be – Rodgers has come to the end of the career, not saying he's going to have a bad year, but Stafford's really going to be hitting what is actually going to be prime Stafford. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were getting prime great Stafford just a couple seasons ago here in Detroit. But finally on a good team with receivers like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they don't have Cam Akers, unfortunately, to the injury. But, I mean, they're still going to have guys in the back here. I think they have Henderson, right, who had yep. some decent games. They have a couple of rookie guys. Um, Dan Jefferson, I think, is going to you know, have a better second year. Well. He had a good year. Deshaun Jackson, I don't know how well he's going to do. It's going to be a factor of what week does he get injured this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got hurt like week one last year, didn't he, for Philly? He might we... play us now. But um, what's going to win this game for the Rams it's not going to be the offense because both these teams have good offenses. It's going to be the defense. Aaron mm-hmm. Donald, Jalen Ramsey is going to be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Same with Aaron Donald. Um, these are two guys who have been at the top defensively of their positions for mm-hmm. years. Ramsey, you can make the case he's not the top corner, but he is, in my eyes. According to Madden, he is. He's in the 99 club. I don't get that. And we won't talk either. about that. <laughs> but uh, Rams are going to best the Packers, Stafford, best Rodgers, fine. My next matchup is the five Cardinals at the one-seeded Bucks, And as much as I'm wanting to say Cardinals because of the team they've been building, it's Bucks all day. Yep. I mean, I, <laughs> I am so impressed with their preseason. And I know they have played the Eagles and who else they played or whatever. Maybe they played the Bengals. Yeah, the Bucks played the Bengals yeah. last week. Yeah, and who did they play this week? Like, I don't even know. To be honest with you, I don't care about preseason football. So. I, I don't really either. But when I was watching this – it's, it's the back of – Blaine Gabbert looked incredible. He did, he did. He's looked incredible. And Joe Burrow did not look good. No. That offensive line looked horrible. Joe, it's going to be a miracle if Joe Burrow plays all 17 Dude, games Jamar this year. Jamar Chase looked bad this last week. Bad. He looked like Jeremy Ross or John Ross, number two. Speedy guy but never, you know, amounts to anything for the Bengals. Yep. It's going to be John Ross 2.0. But I think um, – with the Bucks, I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn looked great. That defense looked great. Everything about them looked great. And they weren't even starting anyone. Miller's going to be good. Antonio Brown, though, did get in a fight. Yeah, I saw that. And Brady asked him about it, and he goes, oh, no, man. I just kind of, like, blacked out. That's Bruce Arians said all it was was just swatting flies. <laughs> so there wasn't any contact made. Bro, Antonio Brown is something else. We've known that for a while, ever, ever since, since he made the Madden 19. Madden 19 and Vontaze Burfitt gave him CTE. Yeah. It, it's, it's derailed his career. Yep. But uh, we'll talk a little more about Madden in the next uh, portion of things as 
I'm going to have my one seed Bucks and my three seed Rams. So three seed Rams with the one seed Bucks for my NFC championship. So, I mean, I, I've got, you know, some good matchups, I feel like. If we were to get those matchups, we would be in heaven. Football heaven on championship Sunday. I'm going to move on to my NFC divisional round predictions. I have the same matchup, the three-seeded Packers and the two-seeded Rams, but I have the Rams being obviously the two-seed. You have the Pack at the two-seed, right? Stafford versus Rodgers. We've seen it with our own eyes a lot. Obviously, both played in Green Bay and Detroit respectively for 10-plus years, which means if you do the quick math there, give or take, we had about 20 Stafford versus Rodgers matchups. But it's going to be in different place. Obviously, Stafford's going to be out in sunny L.A., this could be the last one we get with Green Bay and Rodgers, you know, butting heads in the offseason last year. You're going to get a different Aaron Rodgers this season. This is going to be the best game out of the four divisional weekend games, in my opinion. Uh, former NFC North rivals, obviously. The Rams will win this game in an offensive shootout. I'm going to say 42-37. to 37. Stafford's going to have a career game, 375 yards, three touchdowns. Gonna have a quarterback rating around like 130, I think, which is gonna be pretty dang close to as good as you can get. Daryl Henderson's gonna have a breakout game with two touchdowns. I'm thinking a pick six is gonna be the other scores. They uh, are gonna intercept Rodgers, you know, as the Packers try to roll back into things, which is very rare for Aaron Rodgers and crew to, uh, you know, give up a, a, a touchdown on defense. Rodgers is gonna have three touchdowns and 325 yards. Aaron Jones is gonna get a score. I think AJ Dillon gets one as well as he's going to have a breakout year behind Aaron Jones without Jamal Williams there anymore, but does get sacked late in the game. Rodgers does on a fourth down for the Rams to seal it. They will become one step away from a home Super Bowl for the second consecutive year. We could have a team playing a home game for the Super Bowl, as this could be Aaron Rodgers' last NFL game, and it's going to end in a loss. So I got the two-seeded Rams on one side of things, and then my final divisional matchup, I have the five Cardinals and the one Bucks. This is going to be a closer game, I think, than most people are thinking it's going to be. Kyler Murray and crew, they're going to keep it close. But Tom Brady, obviously being the GOAT that he is, will get it done again as they will advance to their second straight NFC title game with a 34-21 win against the young Cardinals team. I'm thinking Kyler's going to have 300 all-purpose, 250 pass, 50 rush, two total touchdowns. Both of them are going to be passes. Connor's going to get a score as they are going to lose their final game of the season, as most teams do other than one. And obviously, you know, that one team, they win the Super Bowl, and that's it. TB12. 300, three touchdowns. I think Rojo's going to get on the board with a couple touchdowns as that Bucks defense will eat Kyler and that offensive line apart. Seven sacks and a fumble as we are going to get two title games from my, obviously, you know, we're going to get two title games, of course, but they're both going to be chalk. I think I got, I got both of them as one, two matchups. So with that being said, my NFC title game is going to be the two-seeded Rams at the one-seeded Bucks. So F71 next week, uh, August the 31st will be Championship Sunday predictions. Yeah. We will break down both conference championship games and then obviously the big one on the 6th, 7th. Pardon me, the 7th of September, episode 72, will be the Super Bowl extravaganza two days before the Cowboys and the Bucks take the field for the opening of the 2021 season. But we are going to move on real quick here. Before we get to Hard Knocks, we have a, another segment for you. Madden 22 ratings. You know, I was thinking of a little bit of a filler. I didn't want to do a two-segment layout today as we're getting closer and closer to the season. Men 22 came out on Friday. Early edition came out last Tuesday. For all those people that buy the early edition, spend $100 on it, Waste. Why? Waste. why? Do you really think Madden's that good of a game? But then the thing is they buy it for the ultimate team. Maybe you get some ultimate team perks, right? Yeah. But then you got to spend more money to get the packs. Pay to play. Player. I mean, yeah. 
you gotta you gotta you gotta really Madden 20 was my Madden for Ultimate Team because I didn't really have anything better to do with my life at that point. So I was a pretty good competitive Madden player at that point. I played some Madden at your house this weekend. I de- it's definitely shown that I haven't played Madden in a little while. Me as well. But uh, we got the ratings. We got five players in the 99 club. We have um, Aaron Donald from the Rams. We have Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs. We have Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs. Devontae Adams from the Packers and Jalen Ramsey from the Rams. Did you know we have two players in Madden 22 this season with a 25 rating? A quarterback for the Bucs and I believe a D lineman for maybe the Bengals. I don't remember what team it was. I didn't That's look at that. I just saw a 25 rating and 25 rating, and I'm like, how do you get a 25 overall rating in Madden? I didn't even think that was possible. Kyle Pitts, obviously the highest rated rookie at an 81 overall. Some other notable rookies, Lawrence at a 78, Najee Harris of the Steelers at a 76, Jalen Waddle's going to match Harris's number at a 76 for the Dolphins. Uh, Waddle has 97 speed, though. Pitts, 91, uh, top speed guys. Uh, Tyreek Hill at a 99, obviously. Henry Ruggs at a 98. I believe John Ross was at a 97. Uh, Trey Lance at a 74 overall. Justin Fields at a 72. Uh, Lamar hit 91. Jair Alexander, a corner for the pack, at a 95. Um, just missing the mark of the preseason numbers of the 99 club was Miles Garrett at a 98. Uh, it's hard to believe the best team. Obviously not a surprise here. The best overall team is the Bucs at a 92 rating, followed by the Packers at an 89. Uh, the Lions have the third worst overall in Madden this season, team-wise, with a 74. Our best – our best. Uh, it's the Jets and the Texans are the second, are the two worst teams, and then we're third. Hawkinson, the highest-rated Lion, an 85. Swift at a 79. Goff at a 77. McCaffrey, don't know. Maybe the injuries held him back from the 99 club this year as he only hit 97. Uh, Chubb and Henry at 96. Henry should have been 99. Which you would have thought, yeah. Exactly. You would have thought that as well. You would have thought this would be the year he makes the cover athlete Mm -hmm. and and becomes the Michael Vick, the overrated player. Yeah. We were talking about that over at your house over the weekend. Madden 04 Michael Vick was the most OP video game player of all time, I think. Man. Never played Madden 04. I never played Madden 04, but just stories I've heard from people saying he was the most OP, OP. player. I would make Madden. the argument that last year, or Madden 20, Christian McCaffrey was Mahomes, awesome. when they introduced the Superstar X Factors, yeah. Mahomes, Madden 20 was probably the, was behind awesome. Vic, I would say, as one of the most OP quarterbacks, at yeah. least. Uh, some more of the ratings here. Hopkins, I think he was in the 99 club last year. He is, starts the year as well as Garrett at a 98. Cleo Mack in a 96, TJ Watt in a 95, Stefan Gilmore, he was in the 99 yeah. club recently. He dropped down to 97. Buddha Baker at a 93. I'm not buying this game. It's absolute garbage. I've watched YouTube videos. People are saying, don't waste your money. It's basically Madden 21 with a little bit of a different graphics, uh, better graphics, more pregame animations. They added NFL next-gen stats, which yeah. does nothing for me as a Madden player. It's really too bad because this game used to be fun. Madden 16, Madden 17. Uh, Madden 20 was the last okay one. I really wouldn't say Madden 20 was great. I bought Madden 21 early. I didn't buy the $100 edition. I bought the $80 edition, and I played it four times. So it was just bad. Uh, I'm going to let you take the floor for this one. If there's anything you want to say about Madden this season. I did some research on the other side of the ball rather than the ratings of, of is it worth it or not. The old gen is not. Here's what I'll say. You can get it in old gen still? I no, thought it was only for next no, gen. You can get a PS4. The old gen is not worth it at all. The next gen looks worth it. I played the old gen, and it wasn't that good. The 
ball was a little bit laggy. The players looked nerfed and slow. Watch on YouTube a comparison of the old gen Madden 22 with a new gen. You'll want the new gen so bad, I promise. I have a feeling next Madden is going to be great because on the new gen, they're going to be able to get out some of these kinks. On the new gen, the players run smooth. They look like they're actually running. It's not the Madden running anymore on the new gen. But that's the thing. If you want this game and you want a good version of this game, you have to upgrade. You have to get a PS5 or an Xbox, whatever the new series is, you know? Mm-hmm. The thing that is awesome on the next gen is they have a new uh, thing above the, um, at the top where you see the score, you know, in the time. Oh, yeah. There's the moment. The home, the home field advantage thing. But you see it move. So let's say yeah. you get a 10-yard pass completion. You can see it kind of shift towards you, and you get you, you, your players do get a little boost. Mm-hmm. They have the squiggly lines. Yeah. yeah I don't know they, if NCAA 14 vibes is what I get from seeing that. All I can say is if, if you're going to buy this game, it, it should be if you have a next gen. If you have an old gen, don't buy this game. Mm-hmm. It's the same game. They promised they'd change Super Bowl animations. They only changed it, the celebration, in the new gen. Mm-hmm. And that was a big selling point for this game. Yeah. The celebrations are so cringe, bro. But, I mean, and that, that's the thing. They upgraded them in the new gen. And they look but so not cringe. In the old gen. They look cringe, bro. They still do look cringe, yeah. Facts. <laughs> but it's the, the, um, I'd recommend anyone who's thinking about the game only if you have new gen. Don't, don't buy it on old gen. And if you want, if you want to look at the comparison, I'd recommend that. It was, it was honestly crazy to see the difference. Mm-hmm. But I do believe next Madden will be a great Madden because they're going to be on, they're going to have their second Madden on the new gen. Mm-hmm. Refining the kinks, and I think it might be on a new engine because they switched the engine every couple of years. Mm-hmm. And Madden Twenty was the last time they switched the engine. Ever since they put in that Frostbite engine, it's yeah. just been horrible. Frostbite yeah. engine and different EA games are yeah. good. But not in Madden. It's it's god awful. Like they have Frostbite in FIFA, they have it in Battlefield. It, it, it's pretty good, but not in not in Madden. Madden they need a new engine for just for Madden. Because uh, I read something this morning that EA is the only team or only brand that's able to make a simulation style football yeah. game until 2026. Yeah. So they need to improve this if they're going to continue to have people. Because EA Sports is a pretty oh, they're an okay franchise. Yeah. They've developed. They've had some great Maddens. Yeah, they've had great Maddens. 16, 17, 13 was pretty good. That was when Calvin Johnson was on the cover. Madden 25 with Barry Sanders, yep. And before that, I was a big fan of 11. Mm -hmm. I liked playing Madden 09 with the rewind feature. Yep. Because anytime I mess up, I would just rewind. (laughs) But uh, only get it if you're on the new gen. And like Dylan, you broke down these ratings off. Those players that made the 99 club, besides. I'd say okay, obviously Mahomes and Donald, I think, are locks I for the 99 Mahomes club. I think Kelsey could be a 97 at best. I think Adams, with the season he had last year, he's definitely he, up he there. He could make the 99 or 98. But to not give it to Derrick Henry, to give it to Jalen Ramsey, who honestly is just as good as Jair Alexander and Tredavious White, I mean, it, it, it seems like it's almost like a Pro Bowl. It's a, it's a favorite competition. Okay. These are five favorites in the NFL. Exactly. Derrick Henry should have got it. Yep. 2,000 yard season, the last game he had. I'd even say Lamar at 91 is too low. Mm-hmm. I'd say he deserves to be a top quarterback. He'll be back up there for Madden 20, 23 if he oh, has a yeah. good season, though. And uh, I also think it's a little bit weird that, I mean, you have Tyree Hill at 99 and Ruggs 98. I just don't see Ruggs at 98 speed. I see Hill as the 99 yeah. being the best. 
But Ruggs, I honestly would see him more around 97, 96. Yeah, exactly. I don't see him higher than – I even see him around – like, why give Waddle a 97? We barely even see him in the NFL. Which exactly. Of course, he has one of the yeah. best college speeds. Yeah, I mean, college speed NFL? and NFL speeds are different because college corners and college safeties aren't going to be able to keep up with that. And NFL guys, they can do that, I think. And I'd even argue that McCaffrey deserves a 98, 99 speed. Mm-hmm. I he agree. deserves a 99 club. That's yeah, nice. yeah, I don't care sure. about injuries. For sure. But obviously, they do update the ratings as the season goes on. Yeah. So maybe that'll be something we'll have to keep an eye on, maybe do an update later in the season. Maybe like the halfway. Mm-hmm. But uh, after this quick break here, we will f- wrap it up with our last segment of the day. We will be breaking down episode two of Hard Knocks before the episode three premiere tonight. All right, we're back here for our final segment of the day. We will be breaking down Hard Knocks Episode 2 review. Alex, do you want to lead us off real quick? What are your observations for the second of, I believe, five episodes of the Hard Knocks with the Dallas Cowboys? I kind of mentioned maybe in the podcast or right before we started recording, it's good to see the uh, preseason games, and that's the thing we really missed last um, season. Even the players and coaches talked about that. McCarthy talked about that. It's what, you know, we missed this. But um, it reminded me why I love you know, we got to see a lot of the guys this time, other than just the big names. Mm-hmm. We got to hear their stories. We got to, you know, being, I, I felt inspired. You know, there was a guy, Basham, who got hurt. And even when he got hurt, he said minor setbacks, major comebacks. And you hear that all the time. It's like, this is where the NFL and a lot of these guys are truly inspiring. And what's inspiring most is these guys are people just like us with families. We saw that with uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Yep. He brought his family out to the beach. Mm-hmm. He's recovering from an injury, and he said the number one things he he needed was was his family. His family. Yep. And so you see that even these pro athletes and these guys who you know they're celebrities basically. These guys are just people. They're just like you and I, except they make a lot more money than we do. They make big money, but they have a job, and if they're not meeting it, their coaches get on them, their bosses get on them. I mean, we saw a guy like um. What's his name? Azura Kamara. Azura Kamara, yep. The coaches got on him when he almost hit Ben DiNucci. Yeah, you know? yep. But his story was something also that I really liked about this episode. His family coming from Ivory Coast. Know, a third, yeah, a third world, you know, area. An mm-hmm. area with n- not much. And finally his mom being able to see him play. That was awesome. NFL game. That was awesome. That, that's why I love the NFL. It's yep. the opportunity. It's the inspiration. It's that, you know, even these people like – you know, seeing Dak Prescott, he, he seems like a very humble, down-to-earth person. And, you know, it really got me behind him. And even the coaches were talking. He was talking to Mike with uh, Cliff Kingsbury, and he asked how's for And he said, you know, he's doing good. He's a great guy. He's, you know, he's still on the mend. And we kind of saw that. Eventually, he was cleared to do some light throwing. And one thing I thought was really cool, he talked about mental reps, which is mm-hmm. something, you know, I'd never really heard. Mm-hmm. But he, he said something that was very true. Watching other people, and even when he wasn't the starter, when Romo was there, when you know whatever, when when um when he can't be on the field, he takes mental reps and he takes them as an opportunity to learn and watch and yep. pretend he's in the situation or you know look at things from a different view and and, and gain perspective and, and improve his game. It was cool to see a lot of the guys' families after the joint practice come, and you know there's a lot of cute, cool moments between players and little nieces, nephews, kids, loved ones. There was one of the players was carrying his helmet and it was looked like it was too heavy for the little guy. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but it was stuff like that. 
And that's what made me feel inspired. We got to see Michael Parsons Bendinucci in a chess game. I think you want to mention that too. Uh, but then also, you know, the preseason game was awesome. And then beyond that, I like seeing Michael Irvin talk about CeeDee Lamb. And you can just tell this year, CeeDee Lamb. I drafted him in fantasy last year. But this is going to be going to be different. You're going to get a yeah. different CeeDee Lamb this year. I agree with that 110%. And he's bringing that 88 legacy, continuing it. They Obviously with them. him, Drew Pearson, uh, and then most recently with yes. Daz. But that's really all I got. All right. Uh, I liked how they let off the episode. They did kind of one of those episodes where you start at the end, kind of, oh. and then you, you go all the way back to where it was at that point. They ended up leading it off with a team meeting heading into the Arizona game. Yeah. Uh, wanting the guys, Coach McCarthy wanted those guys to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really have the greatest week of practice beforehand, which obviously led to you know a, a mediocre performance in week one in the Hall of Fame game. Yep. Uh, they did a yoga class, which I thought was very interesting. You know, they said something about legs wide open and put it in the hole or something, and then they showed some guys like butt like. Yeah. Butt I was like, why did they do this? Yeah, that was quite interesting. Obviously, you know, they had a very busy busy travel week. They had the uh, joint practice with the Rams. They were going out to Arizona for the preseason game, and then they were finishing out the last couple weeks of camp back home at in Dallas. Um, Dak still not throwing at the beginning, you know, but he was still on the field getting a lot of mental reps, talking about cadences with offensive line, especially with the line, obviously, in the quarterbacks. Uh, ben DiNucci was spotlighted in his week one struggles against the Steelers through a couple interceptions late in the second half. You mentioned that he likes to play chess with uh, Michael Parsons, both PA guys, Danucci being from the Philadelphia area, and then obviously Parsons being from the Pittsburgh area, going to Penn State and whatnot. Uh, You mentioned Marcus Lawrence spending time with his family, beginning right for the season after a back injury, held him out for most of last season. I thought they really did a good job spotlighting Aiden Duray. Yeah. The London-born defensive line coach, obviously Who's talking his game? journey from NFL Europe over to Dallas. He had been assistants with Atlanta and other teams, I believe Philly at one point, before he got the D-line coach job in Dallas. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought it was quite funny that a lot of guys were trying to impersonate his English accent. Yeah. I believe um, Basham was one of those guys. Yeah. He would go sit in the chair, you know, and then everybody – I think the narrator, Liam Schreiber, said something about a good – good comic knows when to end his bit. And that was when, you know, during dirt day basically walked back in the room for their meeting, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, I like that. They had the joint practice with the Rams. You mentioned Basham getting injured, rolling his ankle on the special teams play, forcing him to miss the preseason game against the Cardinals. Uh, a couple small scrums between teams. You know, this happens, you know, obviously we saw it, uh, Troy Hill and uh, Sterling Shepard go at it at uh, giants and Browns uh, scrimmage last week. We Got saw Antonio Brown, we got a little bit of Matt Stafford. Sean McVay looked happy to be there. You know, cool some familiar faces, you know, yeah, that we remember from last year. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Donald got into a little bit of a scrum with a Cowboy offensive lineman. That pretty much ended the joint practice, I think. Yeah. Uh, the offense looked good during the reps. Obviously, C.D. Lamb looked very impressive. Uh, Azur Kamara, that was a good story. Uh, talking about his family struggles to get out of the Ivory Coast, obviously, during the Civil War. I believe his uh, dad is still back there, yep. but his mom and his sisters ended up moving to the Ameri- to the United States with Azur. Uh, Prescott began light throwing, as you mentioned, later in the week. Michael Irvin, very impressive with very impressed with C.D. Lamb's camp so far. Obviously, comparing him to Drew Pearson, Des Bryant, and then himself, obviously, with the 88 number, with the legacy that that carries. Uh, likes candles, which is very surprising. Yeah. You know, a lot you don't see a lot of, of strong NFL players. You know, have that have that you know niche for for a candle. But um, 
Ezekiel Elliott, he likes eating sunflower seeds uh, during the preseason games. Obviously, yeah. was not playing on Friday night for that game. Some guys had saying, I predict a hot – it was like a bald guy's head. He was pretending it was a crystal ball. Like, I want some – I see some <laughs> hot dogs at halftime. He's always thinking about eating. Yeah, yeah. Most starters sitting out this game, obviously. Uh, Michael Parsons, like he did in the first preseason game, still wanting more snaps. Yeah. Basically wanting to argue with D.C. Dan Quinn, getting more yeah. snaps. Uh, it was cool to see Azura Kamara's family get to watch him play live for the first time. Uh, Danucci led a fourth quarter comeback at the time on a great drive. And then Azura Kamara ended up, we thought, getting a sack to clinch the game and forcing a fumble. But an offensive false start negated that. I Now, I did not know an offensive false start penalty had to be declined. I did not know that. So that gave the Cardinals another chance. They ended up kicking a field goal to tie the game. Matt Prater kicked the field goal and then ended up going down the field to win the game for the Cardinals. A missed holding call cost them the game as Kamara had another chance to get a sack. But yet uh, they missed the missed the call, so the Cowboys ended up falling to zero and two in the preseason, and we will be really excited to watch episode three this week. Is there anything else, whether it was Hard Knocks, Madden ratings, or anything else that we talked about today? I do want to give a quick update. I did see something as we were talking about Hard Knocks here that some test has revealed today that Travis Etienne suffered a midfoot strain that is a lysphrenic fracture. That is gonna end his season. So ETN's done. So ETN sounds like he's likely out for the season. Unfortunate injury for the first round pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Definitely means now this is James Robinson's backfield again. So we'll see what that thousand yard season from him. So we'll see what that does for the Jags as they are in that rebuild mode. Urban Meyer looked. It, it, it's weird to see Urban Meyer on an NFL sideline. As this, it's even gonna be weirder, I think, in Week One when these games start to count. You know. Yeah. And I'm actually gonna be watching them. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else the, I mean, before we wrap this up ATN, here? Man, but no, I, I'm excited for episode three as um of Hard Knocks. We'll get to see, you know, last preseason game. Well, it will it will be one more, right? Because oh, that's right, four. they get four. Duh. So we're actually gonna be seeing their week two matchup in which they played Houston, I think. So we'll get. I think they played Houston on we'll Saturday get to night. See David Johnson. And, oh boy, and Tyrod Taylor. Hopefully they don't crack his ribs again. Hopefully, hopefully that would suck to have happen to uh, a team related to Hard Knocks two back to back seasons. But um, I think maybe we could maybe see some COVID stuff because they haven't really talked about that much. Mm-hmm. All they've talked about is how much they missed and how normal it is, but really it's not that normal yet. Um, you know, we'll just see how Hard Knocks goes, and then next next week i'm really excited to break down these championship games because i feel like we've, we've set up some good some good matchups and, yeah and mostly i'm just excited we're like you said 16 days away from nfl kickoff it's crazy to think about i remember watching I feels mean, like yesterday Chiefs, i just watched Chiefs, the super Texans. bowl feels like yesterday i just watched the super bowl oh yeah and yeah. now we're two weeks away from another nfl season starting this this offseason went a lot quicker than last yeah for sure and uh i think that was just due to covid last year and being sidelined basically being locked in the house and everything too and not not being able to you know really do much it's like every day just felt like a year Mm -hmm. but i'm super excited for this season me too it's gonna wrap it up for episode number 70 guys a lot of fun today as we did something you know we don't do very often obviously with the matting ratings and whatnot uh, as Alex mentioned, we have the NFC and AFC championship predictions next year or next ne- next week, not next year, plus a segment that will be to be determined and then a Hard Knocks episode three review. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We will be found on 
anywhere, any platform that you get your podcasts. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a good week, guys.